This is a packed one for you today with news, marketing information, market updates, and lots more. Crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us as we ranch it up. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. And I'm Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. A big thank you goes out to our partners, Vitelli, Pharmatan, and Imogene Ingredients, the American Gelvie Association, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange and the Fence Post, Abrahamson Rodeo Company, Westway Feed Products, Neogen, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. I think we just need to address the elephant in the room. I've got the crud again, <laughs> again. It doesn't matter. I, I mean, what is it like four times a year that I get the solid crud? And the thing is, is it doesn't last for just a couple of days. Like some no. of us are lucky to be, I guess. No. You, we're talking weeks. Weeks. So everybody should feel sorry for me. So right. <laughs> so this one. It's funny how I think maybe. It's funny how infections will fight you when you, where you are most vulnerable. And I get it in the lungs because mm-hmm. I got so sick last year. And because of you going through cancer and chemotherapy, when you get sick, it attacks your kidneys. Correct. And that's what yes. we found out. Yes. When you're sick, exactly. Because you had COVID the year before and you had the pneumonia yeah. version Grizzles. of it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so ever since that, it always attacks your lungs. But for me, you're right. If I get overtired, worn out, I begin to have a cold of any kind, it affects my kidneys. And if it's attacking my lungs, of course, it's attacking my voice box. So mm-hmm. This is what we got today to work with, crew. <laughs> and we've got lots and lots and lots to go over. Lots of news and updates for you. So let's roll right to it. Cow Country News, you know, the cow stuff. Thanks for being patient with us here, crew, as we fight through this. Here's our top news story and an important one. The Cattlemen's Beef Board voted recently on how to spend some $38.5 million. Remember when we were talking about that? When Don Schiefelbein with the NCBA was talking about that, on how they're going to spend Spend this money on beef promotion, research, consumer information, industry information, foreign marketing, and producer communications in fiscal year 2023. The expenditures are subject to USDA approval. Now, after a meeting last week, the Beef Promotion Operating Committee, remember we talked about that, approved checkoff funding for 13 grant proposals brought by nine national beef organizations for the fiscal year beginning Coming up this October 1st, here's what they are, and I'm going to go through it real slow so everybody can follow along. First, the American Farm Bureau Federation for $900,000, $1.85 million to, the, to excuse me, the Cattlemen's Beef Board, the Foundation for Meat and Poultry Research Education, $450,000. Just a tick over a half a million is going to the Meat Import Council of America and the Northeast Beef Promotion Initiative. We're actually going to hear more about that coming up in just a few minutes. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association, $25.72 million is what their grant was for. The National Institute for Animal Agriculture coming in with $70,000, $360,000 going to the North American Meat Institute, $450,000 to the United States Cattlemen's Association, and $8.2 million to the United States Meat Export Federation. Now, broken out by budget component, the investment in various programs includes $9.4 million for promotion, $9 million for research, 
$7.47 million for consumer education, $2.63 million for industry information, $8.2 million for foreign marketing and education, and with a remainder of $1.85 million for producer communications. And that is the breakdown of our $38.5 million that came from the beef checkoff and where it is going in fiscal year 2023. Thoughts on that one? Share with us. You can text me, 707-726-2420, and you can be anonymous if you say, hey, Tigger, don't share my name. That's okay. So share with us your thoughts on that. Email me, ranchitupshow at gmail.com, and you can call and leave me a message at 707-726-2420. Message us all over social media as well. Now to export news. U.S. agricultural exports in fiscal year 2023, beginning here on October 1st, 2022, are projected at $193.5 billion, down $2.5 billion from the revised forecast for fiscal 2022, according to a USDA Economic Research Service and Foreign Agricultural Service Outlook report. The decrease in export projections is spurred by expectations of lower exports of beef as well as of cotton and sorghum. Drought has taken its toll. Beef exports are forecast down $1.1 billion due to tight U.S. supplies, and cotton exports are forecast down $1.8 billion due to drought-slashed exportable volumes. Meanwhile, the value of agricultural imports in fiscal 23 is expected to increase $5 billion above the fiscal year 2022 forecast, due in part to higher imports of grains and feed products. Overall, livestock, poultry, and dairy exports are projected at $41.1 billion, down $1.5 billion from fiscal 2022 levels. Beef and pork variety meats are forecast $100 million lower to $2.1 billion on a reduction in beef variety meat volume and slightly lower pork unit values. China remains a focal point for agricultural exports, particularly animal proteins. Agricultural exports to China are forecasted at $36 billion, unchanged from fiscal year 2022. Pork exports have declined since leveling off in 2021, as the Chinese herd finally recovered from a devastating outbreak of African swine fever. Beef is back in the spotlight. The Northeast Beef Promotion Initiative that we just talked about a little bit of where those dollars are going said it increased the reach and visibility of beef checkoff messaging during the 50th annual running of the Falmouth Road Race in August on Cape Cod in a partnership with the South Dakota Beef Industry Council and the Montana Beef Industry Council. Now, the Northeast Beef representatives were on site in the beef booth for the three-day health and fitness expo held before the race in Falmouth, Massachusetts. And the race participants, they received these really neat little goodie bags that included a beef jerky trail mix sample. Outreach focused on connecting with active millennial athletes and their families while encouraging incorporation of beef as part of a healthy diet and lifestyle. Here's one that's on the lighter side. Cocktail sausages Finally take- <laughs> one on the lighter side, right? <laughs> that's right. Cocktail sausages take the cake on couples' wedding day. 
Casey and Bailey and her fiance Mike have made Hillshire Farm Little Smokies a tradition like many of us oh, I like that. at special occasions and plan to serve the cocktail sausages at their upcoming wedding reception, but the brand had a better idea. When Bailey wrote to Hillshire Brands Company about the couple's affection for the appetizer before the wedding, they gave the newlyweds the gift of a year's supply of Little Smokies <laughs> to snack on as they enjoy their future together. That's a whole lot of beanie weenies <laughs> right there. That is a whole lot of beanie weenies. I think we know what they'll be bringing to every holiday. Exactly right. I mean, a year's supply? Right. I don't even How much freezer know. space does that take? Well, see, and, and, and there was more with this story is that they were going to make their wedding cake was a protein cake. Oh, so, so the, the story. The, the beanie weenies were part of that. I know that was kind okay. of kind of part of it, but that's why this gal was writing in the first darn place. Oh, well, as I mentioned, bringing things to the holidays, wrapping up here as we look towards the holidays. I know you don't want me to say the word anymore, but your traditional Thanksgiving meal, what is it going to cost you this year? A year ago, supply chain issues squeezed the availability of traditional turkeys ahead of the Thanksgiving holiday, especially those smaller birds at a time when smaller celebrations were being planned as the pandemic began to ease. Well, turkey prices soared by 24% over the year earlier period to one and a half dollars a pound, according to the American Farm Bureau Federation. The picture is far more inflationary this year. The per pound value for hens is just shy of $2 currently, compared with $0.68 cents a pound in just September 2021, a year ago. Retail prices for turkey breast meat are north of $6 a pound. Because of the spread of avian influenza this year, some 5.4 million turkeys were killed in the first half, according to the USDA, equivalent to 2.5% of the turkeys slaughtered for the consumption in all of 2021. So does that mean? if we're going to have turkey for Thanksgiving mm. that we need to go out. I have a suggestion, and I think you're going to say the same thing. Beef. Beef. It's what's for dinner? Beef is what's for <laughs> Thanksgiving. And that is a look at the news. I know that there's a lot there and appreciate you all being patient with us. Share with us your thoughts, as I said, on a couple of those stories. I'm really curious about what your thoughts are going forward now stick around we've got a lot more of the ranch it up radio show including those sale bar numbers and they're coming up right after this neogen they're the partner you maybe didn't consider or never knew you needed for your outfit we are very deep with providing genomic testing to all facets of production we are very involved in biosecurity and animal safety again all along the chain and we can add value there so if you have questions or concerns, contact your animal health distributor. Contact us directly. Go to Neogen.com. We're more than happy to help. Neogen. They're the partner you know you need and now you have. The Tri-State Livestock News. What ranchers read. Stop by your local sale barn or livestock center and grab the latest issue of the Tri-State Livestock News. From the latest cattle market reports to various news stories within the ag industry, the Tri-State Livestock News covers it all. You can also check us out at tsln.com. And for those of you that might be interested in subscriptions or advertising, please give me a call, Tracy Hawk, at 406-951-3211. The Tri-State Livestock News. What ranchers read. We are a Westway feed family of nearly 300 people working together to deliver over 2 million tons of product to our customers annually. We are Westway. 
together as a team. We're working together to do great things to feed the people of this country. At Westway, yes, it's about our feed, but it starts with passion. Welcome back, everyone. By request, Kirk Donsbach and Stonex Financial Incorporated. We're going to go a lot more in depth with the how to plan for a profit. That's coming up in our next segment. And that was by so many of you that have said, can Kirk go down the rabbit hole a little bit? Can we talk more about this break even? Can we talk more about how do we establish if these numbers that we're seeing in the markets right now, if they are profitable for our outfit? So, I'm happy to oblige, and Kirk and I are going to be visiting a whole lot more. In fact, he's on hold as we speak in just a few minutes. Now, before we get to Kirk, we have an update from Mark Vanzi and LivestockMarket.com. Before we get to Mark, I do have an update from Enid Livestock Market and their sale last week. I want to start on the heifer side this time. 545 weight black heifers coming in at $1.80. Then we've got a group of Hereford heifers. They were 561 pounds coming in at $1.68. Again, this is in Enid, Oklahoma last week. Here's a bunch of 643 weight black heifers at $1.76 and a half. And then I've got a group of mixed heifers at $7.52 coming in at $1.69 and a half. Five and a half weight black steers at $1.86. A group of 677 weight black steers coming in at $1.80. And then a big group of Charlay steers just a tick under 1,000 pounds. These are all Charlay calves at $1.62. The way up cows from 30 all the way up to 98 bucks, and the way up bulls from 76 up to a buck four. Hey guys, Mark Banzi with LivestockMarket.com. Just got a little bit of an auction update for you. We had another big sheep sale here this past week. Did 800 head of sheep on it. Most of them were hair sheep. Hair sheep were pretty high. Average on all sheep was $286 a head. Um, did do some wool sheep. Prices on the wool sheep were, were a little bit weaker. I think it was $225 average on the wool breed sheep. Um, and we're starting to see the feeder calves come in. Had one big stick-out deal there that I wanted to point out to you. Sold a bunch of calves out of Nebraska. 375-pound calves did 275 on 375-pound calves. So pretty happy with 275 on that. And the best part of all, the producer paid $19 total in sales fee to sell them through us. The dollar ahead, and there was 19 head on there. So uh, keep your eyes on that if you're in the market because the feeders are starting to come in. We're seeing more of them coming in. And if you still got your fall calves and you don't have a plan for them yet, give us a call and see if we can help you out or look us up online at livestockmarket.com. Thanks. Bye. Kirk in the numbers is next, but this time we go way into details about how to plan for a profit. Stick around. The final segment of the Ranch It Up radio show is coming up right after this. Neogen, the partner you need. We are very deep with providing genomic testing to all facets of production. We are very involved in biosecurity and animal safety. Again, all along the chain, and we can add value there. So if you have questions or concerns, contact your animal health distributor. Contact us directly. Go to neogen.com. We're more than happy to help. Some of our best products and improvements come from producers. And if they've got an idea on maybe how we can help, we'd like to hear what they have to say. Neogen the partner you now have. We're not going to make this one fancy. No clever puns or playing words or sound effects. This one is just pure facts. It's close to weaning time if you haven't already, so did the genetics you used work like you thought they would? 
Make the decision today with the Continental Breed of Choice. Make crossbreeding easy. Performance, profitability, productivity, Gelvy and Balancer. Now you have the options. Smart, reliable, profitable. The Continental Breed of Choice. Hey, did you know that LivestockMarket.com can also help market your calf crop and that just a dollar ahead, it's one of the most cost-effective ways to sell your calves? Mark Vanzi, tell them how it works. If you've never sold calves on an online auction before and you have questions, we have cattle marketing reps that'll help you negotiate all the scary stuff, estimating base weights, slides, weight stops, all that. We'd love to help you out. Give us a call today at 844-775-4762 or look us up online at LivestockMarket.com. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for hanging with us. Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated. And as I had said, I wanted to devote a little bit more time to you, Kirk, and visiting with something that we have talked about before, but we haven't really gone down the rabbit hole or jumped in the weeds or however you want to describe it. And that is, if I want to say, call it planning for profit, maybe. And we have said, yeah, folks, you, you need to figure out what your break-even is. And you need to know, uh, you know if the, the prices you're receiving, if you're actually making money or not. But uh, in all reality, let's go down this rabbit hole a little bit more in regards to planning for profit. Because yes, prices are certainly attractive, but do we even know if they are attractive? And you and I have said this before, Kirk, is that it could have been, if we look at last year or the year before, the profit margin could have been greater in previous years. There's definitely a possibility, Tigger, with the way inflation has affected everything. So what do we need to be looking at? Uh, you know, we, we aren't behind the eight ball yet, are we, when we're looking at marketing our, our springborn calves? We are not behind the, the eight ball yet. The, the futures market are still very much at the upper end of, their, of the trading range. Question, I guess, how much return for risking those calves or the, the value of those calves is left in the market. By taking the risk of not doing anything, what's the return to additional upside? And that all kind of ties back into break even, maybe not the cow calf guys break even or the, or the stockers break even, but specifically the feedlots break even. We're pushing break evens at, on the fat cattle side at all time historical highs. And, and to me, that's very concerning. You know, you sell, sell a fat animal, the highest price ever in history and you break even. And I just don't know if that's good enough. So when you're talking about risk, if we don't understand what our risk tolerance is, how do we go about establishing that? It all starts with break even. And that's really the, the first question I ask a client when they're looking to hedge or protect something is where do we start with break even? Cause I'm very uncomfortable hedging a loss. So the first question is, where do we break even? And the easiest place to start that is simply, what did we spend last year? What was our fuel cost last year? What was our hay cost last year? You know, what was the purchase expense of whatever animals last year? And simply just roll that over into the next year. Now, obviously, this year, you know, you can take the big ticket items. For example, hay, obviously, you know, hay may be significantly more. So you would want to adjust right. that versus last year. But Definitely the starting point, just take last year's costs and, and roll them into this year's budget. Now, is that a daunting task? And the reason I ask that is some people are saying, well, yeah, that's all fine and dandy, Kirk, but it's hard for me to put some of those numbers together. So is it really a daunting task to, because uh, say maybe some of us aren't the best 
bookkeepers in the world. We've all suffered from that a time or two. You know, we've all done that. We're say sometimes the calving book is, oh my gosh, it ends up on a, on a napkin sometimes when we're writing something last minute. But say maybe we're trying to become better managers. We're trying to become better bookkeepers. We're trying to be, to manage those numbers and say we don't really have them together yet. Say we're just starting out. I don't want to say it's it's not daunting or not difficult at all, especially if you're the type of person that dislikes the book work. But I would argue that that information probably already exists for your operation. Your accountant probably has it at the very least. Oh, um, right, right, yeah. To get kind of a general idea, it might just be simply a phone call to the accountant for the data and then you kind of putting it together because they're going to have some stuff we're not concerned about, i.e. depreciation. I don't know that be that much that difficult at the very least to take what the accountant has and go from there. And then from those numbers, you know, when we've talked before, you can visit with clients or prospective clients or or have questions and people can email you and you can say, "Okay, based on this and this, now we can start to have specific conversations that that's tailored to each one of our specific needs and IE operations." Yeah, I couldn't agree with that statement more to the absolutely the foundation of most of our decisions should start at the basic level of are we making money here and i will say this is once we get that established it makes it a lot easier to understand what the heck you're talking about every week kirk (laughs) (laughs) and it brings us into this zone where we can push profit margins high enough where we get into the i don't care zone is what i like to call it Uh, and that's where we want to start making sales you know maybe we want to start before that but you have to know where you break even to know how large the profit margin may be and which potentially could get us into the, I don't care anymore. I need to sell something. Okay. So now that we're, we're kind of going through that and you're, you're helping kind of hold our hand a little bit at sometimes, maybe not hold your hand, but encouraging us to do what we need to do. And I know everybody's nodding. Yeah, I need to do this, need to do this. But I can also say, once you start that, it's not that big of a process once you start going with it, and then it's very easy to build on year after year after year. And the big thing is, and Kirk, you and I say this, numbers don't lie, and it gives you benchmarks, it gives you building blocks, you know where you need to improve, because if you put the right information in, numbers don't lie. So with that, numbers-wise, what are we looking like last week in the markets? What happened? All right, Tigger, let's jump right into it. As of Friday, September 9th, October feeders closed at 185.90. That's up 82.5 cents on the week with a CME feeder index at 181.24. That's down a penny on the week. So cash is basically traded literally flat. To wrap feeders up, but that leaves our basis at a negative $1.76. So cash is under futures. October live closed the week at 145.82.5, up a dollar ten. Cash traded 140 to 41 in the south, 43 to 145 in the north, with the five area weighted average at 142.17, down 65 cents. And that is the second or third week in a row of lower cash prices, just to kind of give a, a little concerning nod to that. Our basis came in at a negative 350 with the weekly slaughter at 604,000. So solid slaughter numbers. That's 25,000 more than the same week last year. Choice boxes printed Friday at 257.26. That's also down for the second or third week in a row of $2.16. 
to wrap this up, December corn closed the week at 685, up 20 and three quarter cents. Corn has been consolidating at the upper end of its trading range here, waiting for the WASD report. So, Kirk, before we say fare thee well, I just want to go back to this break-even thing one more time because as you're going through the numbers, I'm kind of taking notes and thinking about these different things. And once we have our break-even established where we think it's fairly accurate, then what do we do? Do we give you a call? Do we uh, you know, try to schedule an appointment? Because, I mean, that's what I'm going to do where I've got the number and then it is the big question of now what? Now how do I take advantage of to try to put the most dollars in my pocket. Absolutely. I think the best way is to reach out to me via email at kirk.donsbach at stonex.com. And we just start a discussion and and maybe the timing's right and you just forward contract them with your local cattle buyer and you don't even need to use a broker. Or maybe we're talking about next spring's calves and that's where a commodity broker like myself would come into play. And Kirk, I'm going to kind of back your play a little bit there. And the reason you say get a hold of you via email is many times you might be out chopping corn this time of year or something, and you'll text me and you'll say, Tigger, I'm horseback here. We're hauling calves here. I'm in the baler over here. I'm hauling bales, and I don't have very good phone reception. So just send me an email, and, and that I'll get. My phone will ding, and then it is a reminder of, yes, I need to call so-and-so back there. So I have to kind of back you a little bit when you say, yep, Email is probably the best way, especially during the busy season, to get a hold of you. Absolutely. I think I think we can have that communication that fits both parties' time frame. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. And before we sign off for this episode, we want to give a big tip of the hat to the Seedstock Connection sale coming up Saturday, September 24th in Nolensville, Tennessee. For more information and to view a catalog, jump on Facebook and head to Ally Genetic Resources. And now that's going to wrap it for today. A big thanks from our crew to yours, Mark Vanzi with LivestockMarket.com. Kirk Donsbach with Stonex Financial Incorporated and hanging out with us a little bit longer this episode. And of course, to you, the boss lady, Beck. A big thank you to our partners, Vitelli, Pharmatan, and Imogene Ingredients, the American Galvey Association, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange and the Fence Post, Abrahamson Rodeo Company, Westway Feed Products, Neogen, Ally Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. And crew, so glad y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show, where we've got updates multiple times per week. Our email is RanchItUpShow at gmail.com. Call and text us 24-7 at 707-RANCH20. And you can always get a hold of us on social media. Spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always Tigger approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up.